uh, as we changed uh, Wednesdays a few weeks ago, um, just where we do corporate prayer and and just do like a um, just more of like a condensed word, um, just to make some deposit some nuggets. And and Eric had such a great message last week about unity, and um, you know about unity and being bound together and the anointing. Um, it's where God works and where God moves. And I just see that. I just sense that in the atmosphere of the church and, and just a, a unity, a, uni- a unity here. And, um, and I'm going to continue on with what I started a couple weeks ago on faith. And I guess, you know, just going to give you some other faith. We could be here for weeks. And, and so I'm just going to deposit some different nuggets into our lives over the weeks weeks to come, just dealing with this aspect of faith because we are heritage of faith. Right. You know, uh, we are a house of faith. We are a house of prayer. We are a place of glory and we're a people of influence. And so it's impossible to separate, you know, a house of prayer from a house of faith because, because they, those are interchangeable. They have to, you can't have one without the other. And, and if you're going to be an effective house of prayer, then you have to be a house of faith. If not, you're just talking. And, and we, you know, a couple weeks ago, I talked to, talked about faith and we talked about how God dealt to every man, the measure of faith. Remember I said, said, we've all been given the same amount of muscles, but it's, what have you done with your muscles? Right. You know, we, we, you know, we, we've been dealt the measure of faith. So what are you doing with the faith that's been given or the faith that was deposited into you when you made Jesus the Lord of your life. And we talked about how faith, you know, how, how, um, and I closed out and talked about how faith is precious. Faith is precious. First uh, Peter talks about faith is precious. Luke 18, it says, when Jesus returns, it says, will he find faith in the earth? So it's, well, Jesus is looking for it. It's something of value. Jesus recognizes faith. So much so that he would, he would stop in a crowd of people and recognize that someone touched him with faith. He would label different people's faith. Oh, great is your faith. I haven't seen this faith. No, not in Israel. So here, Jesus understood. He, he had this aspect of faith got his attention. Why? Because faith is valuable. Faith is a means of exchange. So not only is faith precious, but I want you to know that faith is powerful. Faith is powerful. Say that with me. Faith is powerful. Go to Mark chapter 11. I'm not going to stay on Mark 11 too long here, but I just want you to see something. Because faith is precious, but also understand it's powerful. My, my wife likes P words. Some of you have, never mind. She did a whole series with lots of peas. Mark chapter 11, verse 22. It says, And Jesus answered, said to them, Have faith in God. Or you could say, Have the faith of God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, 
but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Verse 23 again, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea. He shall, then he says, he shall have whatever he says. So, so evidently if he said mountain be cast in the sea, it said he would have whatever he has. So to understand, so faith has the ability. It's the means of exchange to bring about change to something. You know, for instance, faith is powerful. So faith changed your eternal destination. Now think about it. faith is powerful. So when you believed and made Jesus the Lord of your life, it changed something. It changed where you would spend eternity. Faith is powerful. Faith reached in to a covenant that wasn't made available and caused someone to re- receive forgiveness. What do I mean? David. David reached into a covenant that hadn't even been established yet, but yet he reached into it and reached out and received forgiveness when it wasn't even available yet. How about the, the woman that was, that came to Jesus, the Syrophoenician woman, and, and she, she reached into by faith into something that wasn't even available for her. And Jesus said, I'm not sent to you. And she says, well, even the dogs get the, get the crumbs. So she reached in and received something that necessarily she didn't have a right to receive. Faith is powerful. Faith is a means of exchange to receive something. Faith touched the hem of a garment and made a woman whole. Faith looked up into heaven and multiplied fish and loaves. Faith sang at midnight and the prison shook and shackles fell off. Faith caused a dead man to rise. Faith caused four crazy friends to rip off a roof and lower a friend down to be healed. Faith caused a widow's might to be remembered every time the gospel was preached. That's what Jesus said. Everywhere where this gospel is preached, this woman's going to be talked about. This widow's might with the gospel. When we think of the gospel is just, you know, Jesus died on the cross. But Jesus said this guy, every time this gospel is preached and it was talking about this woman with the might. Giving of something, but yet her faith, see, you have to understand faith is a means of exchange to bring about change. Faith caused the sun to stand still. Faith caused the giant to fall. Faith caused, caused Paul to, 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 to endure shipwrecks, to endure beatings, all because his faith was released in the fact that I'm going to stand before Caesar. So the whole thing, it didn't matter how many times he was shipwrecked three times and left for dead and, you know, whipped three times, left shipwrecked multiple times, but it didn't matter. He realized that, Hey, I've got to stand before Caesar. He even had the opportunity that someone, one of the leaders was going to let him go, but, but he, he demanded, no, I've got to stand before Caesar. <clears throat> and all this was based in faith. Why? Cause faith is not just precious, but faith is powerful. Faith brings about change. Faith is powerful. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. 
Thank you, Father. Actually, just hold your place in Hebrews 11. And I talked about this scripture at the beginning of the last time I spoke on this. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. See, it's not the power of God to everyone, period. It's the power to everyone that believeth. So the gospel is the power of God unto salvation, but it's only to those that believe. So, so there has to be a mix of faith to tap in to the power that's available with the gospel. Does that make sense? It's to everyone that believeth. There's, faith is powerful. Faith reaches in and receives what's been made available. Faith lays hold of what's been promised. Faith lays hold of the promises of God. Faith lays hold of the heart of God, the nature of God. Hebrews chapter 11, talking about faith is powerful. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. What does that mean? Through faith, we understand the, wor- the worlds were framed. Have the God kind of faith or have the faith of God. Verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain be removed. Faith is powerful. You see, we understand that God framed the world with his words. Why? Because faith is powerful and faith changes things. Thank you, Father. Faith is powerful. Faith is precious. It's precious. Don't let anyone talk you out of your faith. It's precious. Don't let anyone talk you out of faith because it's powerful. Thank you, Father. Faith. Faith. Thank you, Father. Go to Matthew chapter 17. I want to shift gears here. Matthew 17. Faith is powerful. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to read this in the Amplified. In Matthew chapter 17... Verse 14. It says, And when they approached the multitude, a man came up to him, kneeling before him, saying, Lord, do pity and have mercy on my son, for he has epilepsy, 
is moonstruck and he suffers terribly for frequently he falls into the fire and many times into the water. And I brought him to your disciples and they were not able to cure him. And Jesus answered, oh, you unbelieving, warped, wayward, rebellious and thoroughly perverse generation. Wow. How long am I to remain with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me. Now listen, and Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the boy was cured instantly. Faith is powerful. See, he he said that they couldn't do this, but yet Jesus did. And so Jesus, evidently there was something about this because he called, he called them this unbelieving. He called them unbelieving. And yet Jesus It said he rebuked the demon and it came out of him and he was instantly cured. Then the disciples came to Jesus and asked privately, why could we not drive it out? And he said to them, because of the littleness of your faith, that is your lack. Now get this of firmly relying trust. For truly, I say to you, if you have faith that is living like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to yonder place and it will move and nothing will be impossible to you. But this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Now I'm going to try to do this in under 15 minutes, okay? Now, now faith is precious. Faith is powerful. Okay, there's a difference in, if I were to ask anyone in the United, they do, if George Barna did a survey and they said, so they asked everyone in the United States, do you believe God exists? We're talking about belief, right? I want to say that was, that was probably done about 10 years ago. And if I remember right, that was about 80% of the United States population at, on who they polled that they, they agreed that, that, that God, that a God exists. I believe that God exists. Now, there's a difference in me that making that statement and doing the poll like this. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord? You see, that's a whole, that's a whole different statement. See, there's, we can talk about belief as in, well, yeah, I believe God exists, but it's, has it changed? Has it changed? Has that belief changed your actions? You see, those disciples these are the same disciples that came back after they, they had cast out devils and they had done all those things. These are the same ones that came back and said, Jesus, even the demons are subject to us. Yeah. These are the same ones. And, and so here, so what was the difference between this, this situation? It was, I believe it was something they encountered, encountered something they hadn't seen before. And, and they had a belief that they could do something. But there was something still hindering them, causing them to hit a lid in life. 
And I, 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 just stay with me. Just stay with me because, because we can use faith as some generic term. But there's different aspects of faith. Now, stay with me, okay? Jesus tells them, this doesn't come out by prayer and fasting. Now, Jesus, the problem here wasn't the demon. The problem was unbelief. Unbelief comes out by prayer and fasting. It's not, it's not if you pray and fast more. Then all of a sudden healing is going to come. It's, it's not praying and fasting more. So, okay, if I just pray and fast, then demons need to obey me. No, that's not it at all because it's not about a, if I just do this in the natural, then all of a sudden I'm going to earn, I'm going to earn my badge for casting out devils. No, what comes out is unbelief. See, the issue wasn't, the issue wasn't, could this boy be set free? The issue had to do with trust. You see, there's a difference between I believe. You know, Dr. Savoy used this the other day. You're looking at it this way. So, you know, we all believe that this is a chair. Right. We, we believe that this is a chair. See, it's different if I trust that it can hold me. See, that's the difference between belief. I believe, but there's, there's, there's a, there, has, there has to be this trust. For in my life, you know, my mind came down to, for me, growing in faith wasn't about could I believe, can, do I believe that God can heal? It's not about do I, do I believe he can the thing is, is I, had, I, I have to continue always in a life of faith. It is always what's going to be challenged is my trust in God, not my belief in God. I'm, I'm saved. Why? Because my spirit bears witness with his spirit that I am a child of God. Now, when it came to other areas of my life, say, say finances. You know, when I first moved to Texas... You know, I, I was, uh, I mean, I had a good job, had made, made great money. And so the first 10 months, I, I wasn't working anywhere. Not because I didn't want to work. I, I couldn't find a job that worked with my schedule or, or so forth. And every time I tried to find a job, something didn't work out. And so for 10 months, the Lord just kept saying, I want you to volunteer. So I was volunteering 80 hours a week between KCM and JSMI for 10 months. Cutting grass, cleaning, whatever, working with the youth at EMIC, it didn't matter. But, but what I had to grow in was, okay, I was trusting, I was, I was, I had trust in the paycheck that I was getting every week. But all of a sudden now I'm not getting a paycheck every week. <laughs> What's my trust in? See, it was easy to believe God when I knew I had that paycheck every week. <laughs> it's another thing. When, when you have to, you have to say, God, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. You know, and then still sowing seed <laughs> when you have no other seed coming in. I mean, see, that, that's, that, that, there's a difference. So I believe the biggest issue that we see here that Jesus is dealing with of what's coming out, it's, it's the, the unbelief coming out 
Because what does it say in the Amplified? In verse 20, it says, he said to them, because of the littleness of your faith, that is your lack of firmly relying trust. 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 Thank you, Father. Trust. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Trust. It's a... So the prayer and the fasting is the... is getting closer to Him. As you get closer to Him... It's not getting closer to him. If I get, to, if I just get close to you, God, then I'll be healed. If I just get close to you, then, then I'll, if I just get close, if I get, no, it's about getting closer to him and developing a relationship with him. I have trust in this woman. Why? I have spent time with her. Not based on someone else's idea of her, someone else's opinion, but I've spent time with her. And as I've spent time with her, I have a greater level of trust. And because of that, if, if, it says, if Net says, I'm going to do this, then I know that's going to happen. Why? Because I trust her. Trust. See, it's not just, it's not just speaking to a mountain. It's understanding, are you so filled with trust? Trust, faith has to come to a place where it's not just an idea that he can, but it's a trust that he will. Trust. Trust that God's got my back. Trust. Trust. Faith is, is trust is, is knowing that it doesn't matter what it looks like. Like in the natural, it's going to happen anyway. And, it, it, you know, I had to get to a place where I had to take but out of the equation. Well, but, well, but what about this? Or but if this or but that? No, the thing is, 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 is getting close to him. That's why meditating the word day and night. It says it will make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. It's the faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's the faith comes, the trust comes because as I get into the word and I receive the word, I get to know him. As I meditate on how much he loves me and I meditate on the scriptures of his love for me. And that, that his love for me. That he'll not leave me nor forsake me. Bless the Lord all my soul and all that's within me. And forget not any of his benefits. Who heals me, forgives me of all my iniquities and heals me of all my diseases. See, when I meditate on that word. When I'm, if I'm fasting and meditating on the word, I'm praying that scripture and those types of things. What happened is, is I'm declaring, I'm declaring what he's done, who he is in my life. And that's how faith is established in your heart. Trust. Trust. Faith is precious. Faith is powerful. But we have to come to a place of trust. Go to Isaiah chapter 7.
you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In this chapter, for the sake of time, I'm not going to read. You can make note of verses 3 all the way down to verses uh, 9. But if you you look at this, verses 3 and 4, God speaking. Verses 5 and 6, verses 4, 5, verses 5 and 6 is the enemy speaking. And if you look at verse 7, it says, Thus says the Lord God, it shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. Meaning what? What the enemy just said. But verse 8 says, For the head of Syria is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is Razin. Within 65 years, Ephraim will be broken to pieces, so that it will no longer be a people. And the head of Ephraim, Samaria, and the head of Samaria, Ramallah's son, if you will not believe and trust and rely on God and on the words of God, God's prophet instead of Assyria, surely you will not be established, nor will you remain. Now think about that. Now the King James says this in verse uh, verse 11, actually verse um, 9. It says, In the head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of uh, Samaria is Ramallah's son. If you will not believe or trust, surely you will not be established. Meaning the enemy is always going to come to try to talk you out of what God said. See, he said, you're either going to believe the words of God or you're going to believe Assyria. Really, that's what it comes down to. You're either going to believe God's word or you're going to believe someone else's word. And it tells us here, if we don't believe God's word, we will not be established. See, established here means to be founded, firm, and stable. So, so you, you can look at it in, in reverse. If you do trust, surely you will be established. If you do believe, if you do trust, you will be established. Meaning that, that as I've got to this place of faith, in this place of trust, I am not moving from here. I'm not moving from here. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what the enemy's saying. It doesn't matter what, what CNN is saying. It doesn't matter what everyone's saying. I'm going to believe what God's word said. And one of the most simple definitions that I, I've been able to, that I've learned years ago, I believe through Kenneth, H- Kenneth Hagin, you know, about faith and through Dr. Savell is a simple de- definition of faith. Faith is believing God's word, no matter what my five physical senses tell me. See here, cause that's bottom line is what they're saying. You're either going to believe the words of the, the prophet of God or the Assyrian. It says, if you don't believe the prophet, the prophet of God's word, the word of God, it said, you won't be established. I don't know about you, but I want to be established. I want to be, I want to be immovable. See, faith is precious. Faith is powerful. But we have to come to this place where, where, where it's not just throwing out this word faith, but realizing it's pressing into relationship. Pressing into relationship with our heavenly father. With the word of God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Go to Jeremiah 17. You got time for two more scriptures? Like some of you are going to say no. 
That was kind of one of those rhetorical questions, right? I'm going to read the Amplified, starting in verse... Start in verse 4 in the Amplified. Jeremiah 17, verse 4. It says, O you, through your own fault, will you loosen your hand and discontinue from your heritage, which I gave you. I will cause you to serve your enemies in a land which you do not know, for you have kindled a fire in my anger which will burn throughout the ages. Whoa. Verse 5. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the strong man who trusts and relies on frail man, making weak flesh his arm, and whose mind and heart turn aside from the Lord. I think that the strong man who trusts and relies on frail man, making weak flesh his arm, and whose mind and heart turn aside from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub or a person naked and destitute in the desert. And he shall not see any good come, but shall dwell in a parched places in the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. You know where that means uninhabited salt land means there's no life and there's no growth. So this is the person that is trusting in self. You're trusting in self. And you're making flesh your arm. You're trusting in your ability to get it done. You're trusting in your wisdom. You're trusting in your wisdom. You're trusting on the way you did it last time. You're trusting in the way somebody else did it. You're trusting in, in the way they said it and the way they did it. You're trusting in that. And it said that person will be like a shrub, a person naked. Whoa. And destitute in the desert. And it said he won't see any good come. Wow. But then verse 7 says, But blessed is the man who believes in, trusts in, and relies on the Lord, and whose hope and confidence the Lord is. So we're looking at two scenarios. We're looking at the person that's trusting in self, and we're looking in the person that's trusting in God. The person that's trusting in self is always never going to experience life. Never going to experience the growth they ultimately desire. But this person that trusts in verse eight says for that person will be like a tree planted by the waters that spread out at roots by the river. And it shall not see in fear when he comes now. Now look at it. Now, this is a person of trust here. Now, get this. And it shall not see in fear when he comes now. Now, get this. It doesn't mean heat doesn't come. It's not about talking about this person of trust doesn't experience negative things. It it says they shall not see it and fear it. Meaning even though you're in difficulty, you don't see it. (laughs) It's like I might be troubled, but I'm not troubled. I might have got the worst report in the world, but I don't see it and I don't fear it. You got to understand this person of trust, it doesn't have to do with everything's going great. It doesn't matter, have to do with you got a perfect doctor's report. It has nothing to do with that. It just says this person that trusts in the Lord, it says he doesn't see and fear when he comes. Meaning when the trouble comes, it doesn't phase him. 
When the trouble comes, he's not going to continue to look at the trouble. He's not going to continue to look at the disappointment. He's not going to continue to look at the setback. He doesn't see it. And because he doesn't see it, he doesn't fear it. But what is this person says, but it's leaf shall be green. So even when the heat comes, it's leaf shall be green. It shall not be anxious or full of care in the year of drought. See, it's a year of drought. (laughs) It's a, in a year of drought. When it's, you feel like you're at the lowest, when you feel like nothing's working, there's nothing, a year of drought, there's nothing in the natural that can grow when you have no water. <clears throat> but it says you're not anxious or full of care in it. And it says, but even though in your year of drought, it says, nor shall you see shielding fruit. Meaning, meaning I might be in a drought, but I'm not going to see shielding fruit. Everywhere else, it might be a drought, but I'm not going to see shielding fruit. Why? Supernatural increase. Why? Because my trust is... (coughs) My trust... (coughs) Excuse me. Excuse me. (coughs) Tickle is not in this world system. But my trust is in him. (coughs) Excuse me. Let me close with this. Matthew, Matthew 6. Excuse me. Thank you, Father. Let me close with this. Matthew 6. Thank you, Lord. Let's bring this together. House of faith, house of prayer. Faith is precious, is powerful. Faith has to be with trust. Verse 5 says, And when you pray, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray, standing in the synagogues, in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Verily I say unto you, they have the reward. But you, when you pray, enter your closet, and when you have shut the door, pray, to thy father, which is in secret. And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee open. See, that secret, that praying in secret, is relationship. That's good. That's good. See, it's in that secret place where you develop this trust relationship. And it's in this trust relationship. See, it's not about everything that you can say where everybody can hear you. It's this in your prayer closet to the Father. It's not just praying in your closet, but it's, it's personal. Jesus is speaking here. It's personal. Go to your closet. And it says, he that hears you in secret, what will reward you in the open. Meaning, what happens with this relationship with my Father and me? Is going to cause people to see it in my life. But when you pray, don't use vain repetitions as the heathen do, 
for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. Your Father knows what you have need of before you ask. See, it's not about trying to get God's attention. It's about trusting that he knows what you have need of. It's trusting in him. Thank you, Father. Verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus modeled a life of prayer. But it was this trust with the Father. This trust with the Father. It's not just going around saying, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. The demons believe. The demons believe that God exists. It's not just it's not just belief. It's developing this personal relationship. And out of that personal relationship builds and breeds a trust that will cause us to be immovable no matter what we face. You receive this word tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Father, we thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, I thank you as a church body. I thank you that we're stepping over into firmly, firmly, a firm, unmovable trust. Trust. I trust you, Father. I trust you. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. I trust you. Thank you, Lord. Just for a moment, just with your heads bowed, and you know, there's all of us have maybe mountains that we may be standing in front of. Have the God kind of faith. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain. You may have mountains in front of you. But just. Just get a visual of that mountain that you're standing in front of. Get a vision of it. Whatever obstacle it might be. Setback it might have been. As you look at that mountain, say, I trust God. Just look at that mountain and say, I trust you, Father. I trust you, Father. I trust you, Father. I trust your word. And your word says, I am to speak to this mountain. And it has to obey me.
Mountain of sickness, you leave. Mountain of financial lack, you leave. Mountain of depression, you leave. Mountain of addiction, you leave. Mountain of financial lack, you leave. Trust you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Mm, yeah. You over in Matthew 17 and talked about that living faith. <clears throat> what is living faith? Faith that is alive is a faith that trusts. Faith that's living is a faith that trusts. You know, when you say the words, I trust you, it's always present tense. Faith that's living is seen in trust. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. And we thank you that we are growing from faith to faith, glory to glory, strength to strength. I thank you for your heart. Thank you for your word. Thank you for causing us to grow up, grow up into this life of faith. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Give God praise for the word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.